Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk. I want to celebrate with you. This is episode 49. I can't believe we've been doing this almost a year. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, just so you know, episode 49 has gotten here because of you. So please hit that like, subscribe, follow button. Um, keep it going because episode 50 is going to be the last one for a little while. So you don't want to miss that. And the reason that it's going to be the end for just a bit is we want to take a break. And then we also want to reevaluate where we're at, how we're doing this, because we want to make sure it's helpful to you. We want to make sure that we're giving you content that you need, that you want. And so we're going to review your feedback and we're going to come back later with something hopefully yeah. even new and improved. So if you hit that like, subscribe and follow, you'll know when we're coming back. So Pastor Tim, Jonah, uh -huh. <laughs> I, I laughed whenever I saw your notes because I was like, and because Jonah, it's a it's a small book, right. right? I'm thinking about people, which, by the way, if, if you're not reading your Bible, this is an easy story to yeah. start on. It's literally four chapters and it's 48 verses in total. And really, you didn't even cover half of it. No, I did. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much in chapter one. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I kind of chuckled because I saw your notes and I was like, pages of notes. I was like, oh, yeah, man, he yeah. really, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just so much going on here. And one of your last statements at the end, I was like, well, I'm glad you didn't say it at the beginning. But we can say it at the beginning here is that you were taking this from the angle of, I'm not really teaching you coming from like a non-believing, non-Christian standpoint yeah, right, here. Right. This is for the believer. Yeah. And yeah. so to come at that and only cover one chapter, what <laughs> yeah. break down where, where, what got you there? Uh, well, you know, I, I've taught Jonah actually taught the whole book a handful of times. Um, and it was interesting to kind of go back and things that I was hitting on in theory around Jonah's, uh, disposition, his perspective, his response, you know, unfortunately, have have kind of become less hypothetical. Mm. Uh, Jonah Jonah was a, a very kind of nationalistic dude. Uh, had some really strong, provocative opinions that leaked into his theology when God told him to do something. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I mean, hey, like this is number forty nine. Forty nine. We might as well just let it. I I think that is happening. Has happened. Uh, maybe it was happening, but I think the advent of social media plus COVID plus opportunity, you have people whose politics, theology, perspective, cultural analysis, you know, whether it be on um, on COVID or, you know, geopolitics with Russia and, and Ukraine right now, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> they're leaking into one another. And I think that Jonah is a great example of a guy who you can normally see that in somebody else more than you can see it in yourself. And uh, I think that he had some of the ingredients of that that I was kind of trying to pull out. How did this guy get to the spot where he was so obstinate that he runs from the presence of God on a ship, which is just a funny sentence to me, to the point that God had to have a, a whale Uber him back to where he was supposed to be. Um, and I think it's so outlandish to us, we can't envision ourselves getting to that spot. And I was just trying to say, we're at that spot. Um, it's happening currently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you even said one of your one of your statements was, you'll probably see yourself in Jonah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought if you, if I can't see myself in Jonah, then I'm so out of touch with yeah. myself. You're not looking in the right mirror. Yeah, yeah. 
Because this guy, yeah, I just, your whole message, and as you read through Jonah, especially if you read the entire book. Right, right. Like, the dude has patterns. Yeah. And we all do. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a fascinating guy. It, it's, it's a bummer because, you know, he's one of these guys, and the Bible doesn't always do this. A lot of times we'll get a, the only thing we know about this guy is good, you know. There are people like that. Um, some of the more developed characters, we know a lot of good and a little bad. Elijah was that way. David was that way. So, you know, sure. um, Jonah, we only know bad, you know, to be interesting in glory to meet this cat. Like, oh, wow. That's right. That's a rough stretch for you. That's uh, <laughs> um, but you know, um, he's interesting because he's, he's a guy that you get some of a series of bad decisions. That's all we know about him. And, uh, and yet God used him. Yeah, so. I was thinking about the fact, which I get the foreshadowing of he's in the belly of a fish for three yeah, days. Right. But I'm like, solitary confinement's a real thing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But this dude had solitary confinement inside a fish in the ocean, yeah. and it took three days for yeah. him to, <laughs> yeah. to get to a point where he says, literally, I surrender. Yeah, yeah. And then after he gets vomited up, you know, I'm a nerd, so I'm, I'm reading, you know, what would have happened in the digestive tract? I mean, the guy would have looked <laughs> like The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked and smelled like The Walking Dead. Um, and then when God does through him what he said he was going to do, he's mad. You yes. know, so it's like back to the whale with you, you know, that kind of kind of perspective. But it's helpful because um, all the things that he isn't are clarifying for me um, because I... You know, I, I, I'm still a little flummoxed as to why Jesus picked him to be yeah. of all the people. But, man, I get it for me. I, I see I see myself in Jonah, you know. Oh, yeah. In HD. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we look at his patterns of God asks you to do something. He gets mad. Yeah. Then he goes away. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finally comes back around. And then he gets mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes away. And he goes yeah. sits on a hill. Yeah. And then it happens again. I know. I God know. grows a plant for him to give him shade. Yeah. Plant dies. He's mad. Right. Hey, kill me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'd rather be yeah. dead. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. He just took a huge leap there, buddy. Yeah. 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 He did. And he did. I see those. It just makes me think, okay, what are the patterns that I see yeah. in me? And how gracious and kind is God? Because, I mean, that's the other part that we didn't even talk about is like yeah. the entire city repents. The entire city. Yeah. And there's all, you know, depending on who you read, it's it it's the numbers vary right but regardless it's it's a really miraculous miraculous story that somehow gets lost in all the shakeout um which i think is also part of the interesting thing about the book it's sure. kind of an it's kind of a add-on and then jonah's mad and the book ends right yeah that's it that's it Wait, like 48 verses yeah and yeah strange. End of story like, strange yeah no pre no post just no. Just here's a, a horrible week in Jonah's life. Yeah. 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 Which you did pull out some great points about like Jonah was, was not the best available. No. Like why God? Exactly. Why, <laughs> why this guy? Which I know you and I talk enough about even being here at Graceway. We're right. like, right. Really? God? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking us? Yeah. Allowing us yeah, to yeah. do this? Yeah. And uh, man, it's just, uh, I'm flummoxed by that yeah. still yeah. to this day. Me too. But, Me too. Um, I don't know. God's so kind and gracious, and I see what's going on here at Graceway. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I think we talked about we did Lord's Supper 
yeah what a week ago yeah. and just seeing so many new faces so many that we haven't had a chance to meet yet yeah and yeah. i think god's doing something amazing in spite of yeah us and every other person yeah. associated here yeah uh, that's right and one of the things i am thankful about graceway is um you read about where jonah did not have a heart for the nations right and i cannot i will not say that about graceway no no when I look at the things that we're involved in, the things that God allows us to be a part of, that um, I don't even know how much of that we can talk about here. I think there's some that you could, yeah, you could share. But to be in countries that are extremely dangerous, yeah. extremely opposed to God and Christianity, yeah, and and we have registered churches with their governments. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we do. In the area that the Book of Jonah is is uh, is about. Yeah. So. Well, even in places that a lot of Americans would consider terrorist locations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, I mean, the yeah. irony of it is yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have the ability and the opportunity to go and do things that yeah. um, I think fly in the face of Jonah, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, and, I agree. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. And so I was thinking, too, about our, our pastoral staff. Yeah. So I got to sit through both services, right. which I rarely yeah, get to do. Get to do. And uh, in second service, when I started thinking about, like, I wonder how many of our pastors feel like Jonah sometimes. And so mm -hmm. I started going through all the names, especially thinking through our last pastor meeting. I was like, I don't think we have a single pastor that anybody would be like, I'm here because I should be here. Oh, you know, like, no. no. I just think of, like, what a humble group of people. Yeah, agreed. Most of us would say, I don't deserve yeah. to be here. And right. God still blesses and does amazing things. And then I think about, most of the people here would say, like, I'm not I'm not the best available. Mm -mm. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take it even further. I think anybody who did feel that way wouldn't be here long. Um, yeah. It, I mean, you would stick out, you know, like a broken sore thumb. Um, yeah, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, our, our, our pastors uh, are, are tired and and, you know, cooked on a lot of levels, but yeah. deeply love the Lord, deeply love this church. Uh, humble, imperfect, but you know, gifted and and uh, work incredibly hard to serve this church. Yeah, and interestingly, I don't think there's a. I think you might be the only one that had like college background headed towards ministry that sure. early in life. Yeah, I was, as I was yeah. thinking through our pastoral staff, I was like, well, Pastor Marco was an accountant, right? You know, Jay right. was an exec for, yeah. you know, the company in Korea, and then. I mean, you just start going through every, you know, Jim Lee came yeah. from education. From Pastor Donovan came from education. Yeah, all out of the marketplace. All, all out of the marketplace. Yeah. And literally God just grabbing them, calling yeah. and saying, go and do this. Yeah. And in that realm, I'm like, well, that's, we are very similar to Jonah in that yeah. sense. That yeah. God just kind of picks you up and sticks you yeah, into these places. And thankfully, everybody, all the pastors here, I think, are, like you say, some so humble, but also so clear in their calling. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a love for people, not yeah. a disdain for anyone. No, and no. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen them get angry at God yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten angry yeah, at God yeah, a couple yeah. times on some things. <laughs> you know, I think about especially the storms, right? Yeah. yeah uh, you right. know, we were talking about the past 24 months before we yeah. pressed record on this thing. And uh, and those storms that you had, yeah. I was like, man, I don't get perfecting. And what were the other two? Directing and correcting. Yeah. Yeah. And so correcting, I don't look at the storms. Well, I guess I'd probably back up a little bit. Like we talk about some people want to know like more about us personally. Sure. And I was like, well, over the past even 12 months, I'd say you and I have had some storms. Yep. Like 
hard storms. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're correcting storms because correcting, I think, was more of like there's sin and God's correcting or bending you out of a will. Now there might be, but yeah. And I, you know, I think I, I think that uh, I think that much of churches our size in the context we've been in going through COVID um, have had elements of all of them, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, part of their part of transformation is correcting. Sure. Um, and I think that there are things that have been clarified for us in the last season. I think kind of outright rebellion that we need to repent of, I, you know, in God's kindness, I don't, I don't think that. Agreed. Um, yeah. But I think there have been things that have happened that have protected us. Mm-hmm. And there have been things that have happened that have definitely shaped us and continue to shape us, you know. Uh, uh, so, yeah. yeah, I would view correcting similar, and I said this, like Jonah went through. You're going one direction and God, you know, builds a wall in front of you mm -hmm. that you either swerve away from or crash into. And uh, in Jonah's case, both, right? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's important for people to know one, that, that God allows and even authors storms. I think mm -hmm. that messes with some people's theology, but the Bible is really clear about that. And that storms serve different purposes. So when you're going through something, I think just the tendency is just, you know, knuckle down and, and how do I get through this? I think what, what I'm trying to say is get, get curious in it, have mm -hmm. conversations That's with good. people, pray through it, you know, go to counseling. Okay, X, Y, Z is happening. This is what's coming up and being exposed in me, in my responses and perspective. And I think in that, you'll typically find, okay, I, the, God's trying to transform me in this way. God's trying to protect me in this way. And I need to stop doing X. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I could tell those resonated with the, with, with the church today. Yeah, like yeah. you could hear everybody just responding to yeah, that of, yeah, yeah I've yeah. experienced this yeah. at some point in my life. And, uh, <laughs> and most of us sometime within the past 12 to 24 months. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I think about the storms that you and I have faced personally. Most, I wouldn't say most are professional outside of the things that we had to do yeah, with COVID. For sure. Um, but real life happens to us. And that was yeah. something I was having that conversation with somebody uh, here recently from the church and they, I felt like they just had this view of us as pastors, like <laughs> right. life is completely different for us. And yeah. I was like, no, I, I have to shower sometimes because, uh, <laughs> you, know, yeah, that's right. um, you know, we sweat and we work and, you know, there's real life and, yeah. you know, I have to parent and yeah. my wife and I go to a counselor together yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, and just, and I could see them kind of sit back and they're like, huh. Yeah. And, and it was a new revelation. And so I just think about like, I have storms in my life. You have yeah. storms in your life. Yeah. Our families are not perfect. No. You know, we're not perfect. No. We're just trying to do the best that we can. And no. Yeah. And there's, I think there's tension for it because I, at some level, you know, uh, a guy, the name of Count Zinzendorf is fam famous for saying, um, you know, let, let me be forgotten and only Jesus remain. Mm. And he founded the Moravian movement, yeah. which, you know, was a incredibly effective missions movement that nobody talks about. So be careful what you wish for. But, um, you know, at some level, I, I feel like we, and when I preach, I try to be as authentic as I can. Yeah. Um, I try to talk about struggles. I try to say I did this wrong or that wrong. I try to, you know, and I, I, I get close to the line, uh, you know, jokingly or otherwise, you know, sometimes, 
you know, the review team's like, please don't say that again. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Um, so I try to be as down to earth and as normal as I can. The other side of that is I don't want to be in the picture, right? right. My, I'm trying to get you to you to Jesus, not you to me. Mm. Um, and so I understand that there's some complexity in that for people, but you know, um, I, I don't know that many pastors, honestly. I don't know that many pastors that are doing well right now. Um, most of the good pastors that I know who are still pastors, and I know a lot of them who aren't, yeah, um, yeah, are beat up, are beat up right now, and are trying to lead a beat up church while beat up out of a beat up season, and finding you know pre COVID horsepower to be pretty diminished, mm -hmm. and so part of that is good because we need to tap into other fuel, right, right? spiritually and yeah. otherwise, uh, and part of that is hard because the burden of loving people, caring for people, seeing people hurting, struggling, sideways, leaving, mm -hmm. coming, uh, is significant. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, sometimes like the Assyrians, I felt like we got impaled a couple times. A couple times, <laughs> a couple times. It was a hard season. I mean, it, it really, we knew going into decisions that we had to make that yeah. somebody's not gonna like this or it's gonna, you know, there was just no, there was no room for rough edges over the no, past no, couple yeah. years. And, yeah. uh, and it was hard and we've seen a lot of our friends yeah. um, be part of the, the great retirement movement. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, I'm done with this. Yeah. Altogether movement. Yeah. And, uh, or their, their church be done with them. Right. Unjustly. Uh, yeah. And, and in the midst of it, um, you know, church, the, the church, our church, going through perfecting, directing, correcting storms as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that for me, that was my heart around the Jonah thing is I know people get an earful uh, outside of the church. And I don't, I, don't, I don't mind being provocative. I sincerely don't want to be provocative, but I also don't want to be silent on some of these things. You know, I referred to Jonah as a nationalist and you know that. Sure. Um, talk to, uh, for me, talking about politics isn't being political. It's talking about the, how we think, how we view culture, how all, all yeah. of those kind of things. But I, I get that. Um, I, I just want us to at least be clear on where we're coming from, and where we're headed, and why. And I think Jonah is a really interesting uh, guy in that regard. But again, um, yeah, I, lots of people are hurting for lots of different reasons. It's been, it's been tough, and God is at work, and we'll see. Yeah, and I think you pushed our church in that direction yeah. with, with one of your statements about um, it seems like the church has been more well-known for what we like and don't like yeah. versus how we love. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that right there is, yeah. is the impetus for all of it. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I don't, you know, for me, you, if you don't know me, I, you know, I read a lot. I try to stay up to date on a lot. Um, I, I can be conversant politically. I don't care. Right. Um, right. I, I more care about what what politics does to the church mm -hmm. and um, and how the church thinks about politics than I care. So I'm not even talking about a politician or a anything. I don't care. Um, it's not my team. It's right. it's whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, the church for me in in one sense was exposed. Uh, in, in that regard over the past couple of years and appears in some spots to have doubled down on that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to say, hey, 
Yeah, at least the <laughs> American know, church. The American church. And that's the, 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 the sad thing for the American church, but the good thing for the kingdom is the global south is now the center of the Christian world. Mm -hmm. 80%. People don't know this. 80% of the Christian church is in the global south. 80%. Um, so just, define global south. When you say global south, what does that mean? Yeah, so Africa, South America, and, and Southeast Asia, mm -hmm. essentially. Uh, and 100 years ago, it was the exact opposite. 80% right. was in Europe and um, in North America. You know, the Great Awakening 1 and 2 happened here. Uh, and it has moved. We've had a vast, yep. significant migration of faith. And PJ and I talk about this often on here. We are not the center of the global church anymore. Mm -hmm. We can be, you and I have talked about this, the center of the the economics of the global church. Right. Uh, but we have to change our perspective on some things. And when I see the church doubling down on here, 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 the reason I respond forcefully to that is that is the exact wrong perspective if we're going to be generous for what God's doing in other places in the world. Mm -hmm. So this whole, you know, this place has to be X, Y, Z, or, or let's make this place X, Y, Z, is the wrong perspective because God is on the move in other places and our eyes need to be up on the field and we need to be, we need to be a part of that. But it, it's, I don't know, you know, I do know what your theology is. It's not, it's not coming back. We will have pockets of revival, but we will not be the, the global center again. We won't. Uh, it's moved. And if you want to be a part of it, you gotta you gotta care about the nations. Yeah, and that's not a theoretical statement. You can look at literally oh, yeah. look at the globe and yeah. the map of Christianity, how it has moved across the globe. Yeah. Like a wave. Yeah. Yeah. And that wave has moved past the United States. Yeah, it has. And, and that doesn't mean we don't get to be a part of where that wave's going. But that's the opportunity. It we it doesn't mean that we don't get to be a part, but we're going to have to choose to be a part. That's right. And business as usual will not be being a part. Uh, it won't. You, we can just come to church and raise money for this or that or all those kind of deals. But to be a part of the move of God um, in the nations, we will have to be, we'll have to think about things differently. And COVID had the potential of jolting us out of that and had the potential of doubling us down on that. Mm -hmm. And so again, when I talk about, you know, culture and politics and that things, it's not to be provocative. It's to say, if we get stuck here, we're gonna miss what God's doing. Yep. Um, it's never about who you should vote for. I, I don't, whatever. I just wanna be, I want this, I wanna be a part, you wanna be a part. We want this church to be a part of what God's doing. And that is in some of the places that you referenced before. I mean. The fastest growing church in the world is in Iran. Mm -hmm. you, know? you won't hear that on the media though. Yeah, you won't hear it, but it's not even close. The, the underground Iranian church is going crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and eventually that gospel wave will encompass the globe. And, and I don't know how that gets defined, but, but I think at that point Jesus will come back. And, and we don't have that many more turns. Right. Of, of that. Um, well, we don't have that many more languages to translate. Right. We don't have that many more people groups. Right. To have this right. move past. That's and right. It doesn't mean that good things and God's blessing will continue to happen here inside Absolutely. this country or others. It just Absolutely. means that there, there's a, it's an outward facing movement is what it is. I yeah. think you 
drew down on that is a lot of people during COVID, we moved inward, yeah, focusing right. what's going on here versus outward. Yeah. And really, if, if we can pick our spiritual head up and look that's and right. see what's going on, that's right. There is so there's so many exciting things happening. Yeah, that's right. That uh, that God's put in front of us. And that for me is really the point of the book of Jonah. Yeah. Because Jonah, Jonah had reasons to respond the way that he did. Cultural, historical reasons to respond the way that he did. And so do we. I get it. I'm not. I'm not being critical of that. But I'm. I am saying that the enemy will manipulate your perspective on those things. And maybe you don't get a sh on a ship and try to get away from the presence of God. But, but you can be away from the presence of God and still be going to church and still, you know, be, be doing all That's the right. functions of. And, uh, and, you know, Jonah is just, he's a caricature of where our heart can get to. Mm. Um, and and, and, a, and a, I think, pretty stern warning if, we'll, if we're willing to be open and informed by it. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. All right. Okay. I think we did it. We did it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode 49. Don't miss episode 50. Please hit that like, subscribe, and follow button and know that we love you. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.